celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. It's Thursday, December 26th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's often requested and always returned for store credit, J.P. Shadrick. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Um, not sure. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Jeff Lagerman. Glad you're along with us today as the Jaguars get ready to face the Indianapolis Colts in Week 17. And here's what we're getting to today, uh, finishing the season. Some big questions about the future. What uh, is the future of the organization? We'll find out after the season is over. Colts-Jaguars preview. We'll take a look at this game coming up. Quarterback play and uh, slowing down the Colts running game, something the Jaguars did not do last time out. We'll see if they can do it this week in week 17 here at TIAA Bankfield. Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, Bo, welcome back. <laughs> Merry, Merry post-Christmas. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. I tell you what, I need the first of the year to get here because I need to stop eating. It's, it's out of control. <laughs> the amount of sweets and, like, desserts in my house right now that I cannot stop eating. I mean, it's so bad I'm eating, like, cookies and pound cake and for, for breakfast. Join the club. It's like out of. I I've actually I've taken a page out of his playbook, <laughs> and I have gained I think eight pounds in the last week. <laughs> it's out of control. Seriously, it's that time of year. The I mean, fat bowl season and then the holidays. On I top just got to get to the first of the year, and it's clean eating for me. I just done. I haven't done a very good job. Yeah, you have a, little, a lot of wiggle room. You have some I room. Look, but I mean, eight pounds for me—that's a lot. Golly, I'm usually not like that. But I can tell you what. It's been damn good. Yes, yeah, that's the problem I enjoyed in the last much. week. I enjoyed yeah, it too much. It's all good. So, uh, week 17, Jaguars football. Good. 2019 coming to a close. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's good. I mean, look, I well, mean, it's, it's been a lousy season. But it's coming to an yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm glad it's coming to an end. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, it's th- this is when you want to just go ahead and, and tie the, the bow on the season and then and, and move on. I mean, there's no other two ways around it, you know. I mean, it, you want you want to have some type of positivity to end the year, but you're at the point now where I don't know if you can find any type of positivity to end the year on. And you know, I go back to all the way back to the very first year of the franchise, and, and Tony remember this. I think we won our last game of the year. We did. We beat Cleveland in '95, and we stunk. And uh, and we knew it. And <laughs> that was after losing seven straight. <laughs> but I mean, it, I don't want to say that propelled us into the off season, but at least it gave us a little bit of a taste of success to where it kind of gave us a little bit of drive for the off season to go. You know, we want more of that. But it was such a different scenario. But Jeff, it was but, totally different. That's we, my point. There was zero expectations that year. Yes. We were, I mean, they were just happy we were in the league and. You know, we had some early wins, and we were a young team. And, we had, I mean, you know, rookies and first-year players all over the field. And we were competitive at the end of the year for most, the most part, too, outside of the Detroit game. And uh, Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> that was a bad one. 44 to nothing. Yeah, that was a rough day. They were taking I, a knee. It was a rough day at the office. Yeah, what, what, what time 
was on the clock when they were taking a like knee. Like about 10 minutes left in the game there. <laughs> first and goal in the five, and they stuck three knees and gave us the ball. Might have been the worst game ever, and I'm glad I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, I was, unfortunately. <laughs> part of that sh- <laughs> The best was. Watch your language. <laughs> the best was. Oh, I was shut out. I was, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's that was what I was going to say. The best yeah, was that's it, what it was. <laughs> we were down like forty-four nothing, and, and we decided we we're going to go two minutes f- for the whole fourth quarter because mm. like we have a great chance to get yeah. in, back into it. And I had Robert Porsche, Porsche on the end rushing <laughs> full speed. It was, but yeah, in the difference, I think what Jeff's saying, he's right because let's say the Jags win this week, and but does it make you feel any better about anything? That's happened this year. Does it make you feel better going into the off season? I don't think. So. I don't think it does. Yeah, I think it would be. You'd have a hard time. You want to win the game. You, you want oh, to lose you, it. You want to win. Hundred percent. You want to win. But well, you always want to win. But do you? Well, I mean, you could argue in the big picture. No, you want that, to lose. You want to lose the game because you have better draft, uh, a better draft pick. But you if know, you're like, a player on that team, you're not worried. You don't about care that. about the draft picks. As a player, you want to go out and win. That's right. Because every time you step on the field, you're competitive. Yeah, you you want to win. You win. I mean, but if you look at – take the players out but of it. where could you go? I mean, if, 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 for example, the Jaguars right now, the draft pick is Six. like sixth overall. Yep. And then if you win – You could go all the way down. How far? To, probably go to 10 or 11. I mean, that's a, that's a significant drop. And it? if you lose, you might go to four. So – and, and here, here's the point. Most drafts, and obviously as a player and as a team, you don't want to talk about any of that. Right. But as 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 a as how the draft goes, typically most of them have the elite. Yep. And the elite are typically anywhere from four or five guys, maybe going to seven guys at the top of the draft mm-hmm. if you're lucky. And that's it. And then then it becomes then it drops to and it's not a big drop, but I mean typically it's viewed as a drop down to the next level of athlete. And so if you can stay in that top part of where that elite is, that's, I mean, you never go into a game thinking that as a player or a coach as a team. But I think as a franchise, when you were looking at big picture, you can look at it and look at it that way, right? And we can look at it that way. Absolutely. We're on the radio. We're supposed to look at it that way. I mean, for the, for the long-term future of this franchise, is it better that you win a game – that doesn't have any significance whatsoever or to lose it. Well, I'll give you a perfect example. What was it five years ago, six years Colts. ago? No, uh, seven, eight years ago it was probably. The Colts, last game of the year, came in here. Neither team was going to the playoffs. Neither team was playing for a lot. Um, the Colts ended up losing that game, a tight game, and they went from having the second overall pick to the first overall pick, and they got Andrew Luck instead of RG3. Now, Andrew Luck's retired early, but – I would argue that the tenure of his time with the Indianapolis Colts was very successful, and they got a franchise quarterback. So, I mean, do you think they cared about losing that game when they were sitting number one picking and they uh, signed Andrew Luck to the deal after that April draft? I don't think so. No, and then you can – I mean, if you, if you end up at four or if you stay at six with where the Rams draft pick is, I think it's 20. No, right it's now? a 19, I think, right 19? now. 19? Nineteen yeah. twenty somewhere. Yeah, in that it's range. it's twenty. I mean, the playoffs. The first playoff team is twenty one, so they're out of the playoffs. Okay. So it's somewhere in there. So it's somewhere in that range. So if they lose this week, that could improve. Yes, the Jaguars lose. So now yes. you're looking at you will have you have if both teams lose, you have what would it, it would take to move up to get where you want to get to maybe get a guy 
who's a franchise type quarterback. You you think you think you'd have enough? Let's say you're at five in the uh, in the Rams are at seventeen. Do you think the f- five and seventeen are the Bengals are traded to one? No, 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 not not first overall. Yeah, but I think that's. I mean, how many? And we haven't done the work yeah, yet. And we'll yeah, do. Yeah, we'll so do this a conversation. It'll, it'll move. It'll give you ahead. the ability to move up somewhere in the top. But this is a weak quarterback two, class. Three. Yeah, this yeah. is a weak and quarterback class. This, you have Joe Burrows and then everyone else. And this yeah. this Jags team needs a lot more than just a quarterback right now. Hundred percent. We've we've talked about that already. Right. So the the more picks you have, the more big you bodies need, you can well, get. The more big bodies you can get, and then also maybe you trade if, if there's not a quarterback that you like, then maybe you trade out for future picks. Then you can get where you want to get. In 2021, you know, so, I mean, there's a – The bottom a, line is there's a lot at. of work in this offseason to do. I mean, because you look at – obviously, you have to draft and you have to go through all the process there. You have free agency. But the biggest issue you have to deal with immediately is you have the cap. And you have cap issues that you have to uh, deal with. And there are starters in this team that you're going to have to let go. And so not only do you have the holes that you currently – that we've discussed later uh, – uh, the ones that are glaring, but there's going to be some that are going to be vacated. Well, there's going to be because more of cap. Because of the cap is my point. And so you, there's a lot of places you got to fill. So there's a lot of work to be done. You have the draft. You have free agency. In reality, and some, we'll some of them may not be vacated because of the cap, but strictly because the performance doesn't equal the pay. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe some guys you end up releasing because of that. You could, you could afford them under the cap. But you don't want to pay them because their performance isn't commensurate with what their what their level of play is at. So, like it'd be interesting to do if you had the twenty two starters mm-hmm. take away the teams, the kickers, they'll be back. But if you take away the, you just looked at the twenty two starters that are on this, they're going to start Sunday. How many of them will be back next year? Oof. That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to go there and sit there and try to add them up. But, I mean, you well, can – I mean, and it depends on who's making the decision, too. We can go back well, to that I mean, I mean, look, look. You know? I think some of the glaring ones <clears> – I mean, uh, the question marks whether they're going to be back yet or not. I think A.J. Boye, he's got a pretty significant cap number. And do, do you Clay's think he, is he playing at the level of – No, the, he hasn't played at, at where you're paying him at. So, I think, you know, he's a guy that you would look at. I think Calais Campbell's a guy that you would look at. He's a marvelous guy. He hasn't had the year that he had the last two years. And so, do you can you justify paying – $15 million a year, probably not. Marcel Darius is a guy that you can't – you're not going to pay him, you know, $10, 11 $12 million or whatever, you know, is, is looking at that situation. So, I mean, those are those are three guys just from a pay standpoint. Then I think you have some holes on defense that you'd like to get better guys for. I mean, you'd like to maybe find a Mike backer and maybe end up moving Miles Jack to the weak side. Uh, you like to find a three technique. Uh, Taven Bryan has not shown that he that you would have a lot of confidence in him fulfilling that role going forward. You'd like to find a one to get better at stopping the run. I think Avery's play at times has been up and down. I mean, so I mean, there's some holes on defense. I mean, some of it is due to pay, and some of it's just flat up performance and unrelated to pay that uh, you're going to have to address in the off season. And that's just the defensive side of the ball. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. Am I, am I wrong? No, I mean, I, and I can was, you do that all in one year? No. Well, you know, here, here's the one thing I will say though, is that there's not a team in the NFL that goes into a season so, saying everything's. Perfect. I've got everything fixed. There's no holes. We're right. good. Yeah, right. Everybody's got something 
that they're going, man, I wish we could have gotten better there. You know, and that's, that's, that's okay. But you'd like to address as many as you can or to patch as many as you can to make yourself feel better and to make your team better. Well, and I think Jeff's right. I mean, you're never, you're never satisfied. And if you are satisfied, you're in the wrong business because you always are trying to get better. But the concerning thing is, is you can look at every level of the defense and say that there are, that there are holes and significant questions that you have to address. Mm-hmm. And at the defensive line, it's probably a couple positions. Mm-hmm. At linebacker, you have an issue. At corner, you have issues. And I think there's questions at the safety play. I wouldn't disagree with you there. You'd like, like to maybe get an upgrade. That's probably one of those positions, though, that you go, yeah, we can probably make do for a year. Um, but if you can find a way to improve it, you'd feel better about it. And then, and then you, we haven't even talked about the offense yet, and I think there's it's a similar situation uh, offensively. We can discuss that when we come back. Uh, also, when we come back, Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager, will join us. We'll unveil the uniforms for the Sunday. Did he, what did, will the did, Jaguars wear? Did Jimmy bring me a pair of shoes today? Well, you can ask him in about three minutes from right now. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to each game, entertain guests in air-conditioned suites. The public's ultimate tailgate party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com and reserve your suite today for this weekend's game. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Calder. Did you know you can ride your bike to our home games and valet park for free? That's right. Stop by our check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, and an on-duty ZenCog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jacks. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles, vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. Do you ever dream of standing on the field alongside the Jacksonville Jaguars at TIAA Van Field? Enter today to become the Aaron's Fan of the Week and make that dream a reality. Visit jaguars.com slash Aaron's and enter to win four tickets and four sideline passes to the next Jaguars home game. Plus, one grand prize winner will win $2,000 in store credit from Aaron's. Go to jaguars.com slash Aaron's today and enter to become the Aaron's Fan of the Week. We'll see you at the bank. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is... 
Something just happened. All of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be tied. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli, and that music on Wednesdays normally means it's time for Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager. This obviously is Thursday, and it means Jimmy's with us again. What's up? Did you didn't come in to the show yesterday? I thought you just come in just to unveil the jerseys. Yeah. No, we, we took uh, – we should have, right? I mean, that's, I mean no commitment. <laughs> Zero commitment. We, we did hang out yesterday. Yeah, so. I don't remember seeing you here either yesterday. I was busy. You were busy. <laughs> Total commitment, right? Um, the holiday kind of ch- – we'll hear from uh, head coach Doug Marone about how the, the schedule and stuff changes, but um, it kind of mixes up the practice schedule a little bit, and that gives yeah. everybody the day off. Which is yeah, nice. it was nice. It's uh, Doug's done a real good job with getting uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas off, working the schedule around. Some coaches don't do that, but – it's been uh, he's been real good about that. Is it tough this time of year? Do guys try to come in and get Christmas presents for their families and stuff from you, like uh, shirts <laughs> and hats and like Shoes. our analyst over here <laughs> trying to do? Does that happen uh, occasionally? But not, it's not too bad. Everybody's pretty good though. Jim, Jimmy's know. Jimmy's a tough get. You know, I mean, a lot of equipment guys are like, hey, here you go, here you go, here you go, and Jimmy's tight, man. Jimmy's tight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not. He's good. Now, if it's equipment guy, you got to be a little bit tight. Yeah. People take advantage of it. You do get asked a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. I, I've um, known some equipment guys now that have been in the past. Uh, <laughs> show, <laughs> remain. Had a side business? Nameless. Yeah. I don't know. That who it was like thought, a yeah. store. No what in the world. Uh, before we get into any more trouble, let's. Um, what are the. We always unveil the uniforms yep. here. So this is the final time. And it's obviously the final home game of the season. Yep. So. What will the Jaguars wear? Right. This so we're, uh, since we're going at home, got the black jerseys. Okay. The, uh, the mayor there. Calais Campbell. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go with the uh, the teal pants. Ooh, yeah. I like that color. Black over teal. We wore teal last week. We wore teal last week, yeah. Okay. So, black over teal. They have a great record in the teal pants, but I think they look good. Which is way more important, Jimmy. I'm glad, I'm glad we cleared that up. It's not a great record in any two, combination. We're 0 2 uh, with the teal pants, right? Uh, no. 0 and 3 0 and overall, 3. yeah. 0 and 3 overall. 0 and 2 this yeah. year. Uh, 0 and 1 this year. 0 1 this yeah, year. only yeah. one time last week. In yeah, last pants. week was the first time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Black. So we're due. I like that. We're due. We're due. We're, 0 yes. we're due for a victory. Black over teal. Very nice. Jimmy, thank you very much. I'm getting killed over here. Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager. <laughs> Jimmy's Julius. fault. I blame Jimmy. Sorry, sorry fans. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Jimmy Luck's out of here. We'll uh, continue with our conversation as we uh, promised going into the break. Offense, we could play like we did on the defensive side a moment ago. On the offensive side, how many players 
could be back on this team next year? And how many holes do you have to fill in a year's time? Because we've already figured out you can't fill all the defensive holes in a year's time. Well, that means the, 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 the number one hole that you need to address, period, overall in the entire team is a quarterback hole. And until you know that you have a franchise guy, the search should continue. And you keep swinging to try to find that guy. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything out of Minshew or Nick Foles that says we're okay at the quarterback position. So quarterback, you need uh, another wide receiver. Uh, Didi, I think, has had an, an off year and maybe up somewhat injury-related. Yeah. But the reality is you didn't get the production that you wanted. DJ Tark, Chark took a tremendous step up. I don't think you have a tight end. Right now you're playing with a bunch of guys that really had no role of being an expected starter this year. I think offensive line, you'd like to have two new guys. Where? Oh, you'd like to have a left tackle that uh, that you feel really good about. Uh, Cam Robinson has been a little off this year. Is it the first year back from the knee? Uh, I thought he made some steps, but uh, Tony is probably a little bit harder on him than I am. Uh, I think he can get better, but is he going to be enough? <laughs> what are you laughing at, Tony? Because Logs always throws it back on me when it comes to the offensive line. Well, I mean that's your that's your stuff, no. man. That's your that's your that's your position. I, lo I love Cam, but the the reason I don't know if it's about the knee is because I see some of the same technique deficiencies that we've seen since he's gotten here, and the fact that that hasn't gotten a whole lot better it worries you. Um, is Cam talented? Yes. Is he big? Guy, good, big, strong guy, good athlete. Sure, absolutely. I'm not saying he can't do it, but at the end of the day, it's a, you're based on your, you have to look at the production, you have to look at the tape, and and what you're getting there. And I think it's something when you're five and ten, and you you have to evaluate everything. And when you are averaging over the last seven games three points a for a game in the first half, I mean it's not good enough. 3.1 so, something a game in the first half. And, and so it's just it's something you have to evaluate. There's not enough playmakers on this offense. Um, offensive line needs to be better. You need to be able to run the ball consistently. And I think you, I, I don't think there's a position I would not look at on the offense. Boy, look at that stat. Last yeah. seven games, 22 points in the first half of those games total. Averaging 113 yards in the first half. Five first downs in the first half, third down conversions, not very good. And that's kind of been a season-long type of, of deal there. I mean, those are not good numbers for, for, for an offense in the first half, and the points are the most glaring one that's there. And, uh, uh, you know, and with, with running back, I mean, I, I don't think that Leonard Fournette is the total solution at running back in the future. I think you got to find a guy. You have to find a make-you-miss guy. You have to find a guy that you can throw it in the flat Space guy. and he makes you miss. I mean, does, does Leonard Fournette, and I, I always kind of use this analogy, how many running backs do you have on the roster when they get the ball in, in open space you hold make your breath. you hold your breath? Does Fournette make you do that, JP? No. I mean, no. And, uh, and I'm not saying that there's a lot of backs that do that, but if you can get one of those backs, and Leonard – Leonard he's has had, his strengths. He's had, you know, a, he's had a great year compared to where he was at last year. Incredibly consistent, you know, the seventh in the league in rushing, and he hasn't, he's been able to do that without a lot of attempts recently. He's got uh, a tremendous amount of catches on the year 76, which is fourth among running backs in the league. It's a Jaguars record. That's pretty incredible. 
fourth in yards per scrimmage. He's been available every game, which is a big step up for him. But, boy, what would happen to the offense if you lost him? Yeah, is Raquel Armstead that guy, a, a guy that can make you – we haven't seen enough of him. I haven't seen know? enough of him, but I, I can tell you this. If it, if it ain't him, there ain't – there's nobody uh, – uh, right. the, the, the barn, I don't think there's a lot of hay in the barn. You know, so, I mean, that's a position I think you all you always have to have depth. Well, uh, the injury risk. To me, it's as simple as just looking at the numbers. The numbers, at this point of the year, you are what your numbers say you are, and this is a team that does not score points, does not move the ball, is not explosive. And so, as you look at it, is that coaching? Is that play calling? Sure, I think you have to evaluate that as well. But this is a team that needs more playmakers. How many guys on the offensive side of the ball, if you were game planning, Jeff, as a defense coordinator, would you say, oh, my, this guy scares me? Um, there, I, I think, I think this one, you would probably game plan a defense to where you would put extra guys in the box for two reasons. One, that's the style that they want to run, not because they're so good at it because it's Leonard Fournette. And then you also have a quarterback that can't carry the weight of the game on his shoulder. So you would weight the box mm -hmm. to try to counteract the running game and Leonard Fournette. and then. At a critical situation, you might lean a safety towards DJ Chark. Fair enough. Yeah, but my point is, there's nobody that you're not you're not waking up in the middle of the night and having nightmares of X player beating you. There's no, there's no. I mean, look at some of the weapons that are on some of the top teams in the league. Kansas City. Well, they have like eight. They're so everywhere. I know. Yeah, they've they're got, all I mean, I mean are, but that's the amazing thing about them. They have so many that makes a defensive coordinator worry, but you don't have one of those guys, Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, I would put those two, and that's probably about it. I mean, those two guys are the ones that change defensive coordinators' plans that are on that offensive team. Um, like Kittle in San Francisco. Kittle right? in San Francisco, the quarterback, Lamar Jackson yes. in Baltimore. He makes yes. you change a game plan. Yes. I mean, you don't have a guy on offense that makes you change a defensive coordinator's approach or his game plan. Julio, Atlanta. No. You don't have one. They of those don't grow guys. on trees, though. I mean, those guys. No, well, they, but, but they most don't. teams have an offensive player that you're. I mean, go go through the top. Go, go just go through the playoff teams, mm -hmm. real quick. Kansas City, we already talked about. Um, if you look at the uh, Houston Texans, I mean, they have Hopkins. Will Fuller scares the you know. You know what out of you when he's healthy. And Deshaun mm -hmm. Watson. Mm -hmm. If you look at the uh, Patriots, Patriots don't really have a guy. Tom but they Brady, got a quarterback. Well, Tom Brady and Edelman. Edelman. They got two guys. Um, if you look at the Buffalo Bills, the Bills are a team that's built defensively. Probably not a guy who stands out that scares you. If you look at, um, I'm trying to think who are they? Tennessee would be one of them right now. The Tennessee, Tennessee, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. You, know, Henry. you yeah. got a couple guys there that you know, big offensive line. Hmm. You go know, to the Saints have Michael Thomas, Kamara, Drew Brees, Packers, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. We mentioned the Niners. I mean, the Niners. I mean, you just go through the, the Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. I mean, they they all uh, not everyone doesn't have a bunch. I'm not saying you have to have a bunch, but you have to have that guy. You have to have that guy that changes how a defense has to play you. Here's, can, a, here's can, a reality. That can beat you even if you do it right. It's like last week. 
Julio Jones. Todd Wash doubled Julio Jones. Didn't matter. He's good enough to beat you. And so there's certain guys in this league, and you want to have one or two of them, preferably one and a quarterback would be great. Yeah, well, most of the time, if you don't have a quarterback, then you don't have a franchise guy at another position. For the, I mean, it's like I'm talking about receiver position type. For the most part, that's not always the case. But it, 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 this is a – I'll, I'll use the example of Lamar Jackson. Now, he's a different dude now. Totally different. The league's never seen anybody like him. But – I remember doing the game when the Jets played the Ravens and game plan, getting ready, watching tape, and you'd watch, and defenses would do it perfect. And he would still make the free guy miss. Didn't matter. And you see it all the time. You see it in Carolina, Christian McCaffrey. You do everything right, but he beats the guy one-on-one. Doesn't matter. You have to have those guys who can win the one-on-one matchups. They can just beat the guy even when everything else is done right by the defense, but they're that good. And that, I mean – and it's no different than an offense. I'll take it to the offensive line. You want guys who can whip the guy across from them. But you don't have to scheme it. It doesn't have to be double. It doesn't have to be perfect. But there's just guys that can win because it allows you to do so much. No different than defense. When you have that guy on defense, and as an offensive lineman, let's say it's a pass rusher, and you have to game plan for them, that changes everything else you do. And it opens up so much for you and things that you can get done. And so I think that's, as I look at this offense, and there's some good solid players in this offense. But I don't know if there's difference makers on the offense. And that, I think that's one of the things you got to find. Let's come back. Uh, we'll get into the defense a little bit more. We touched on them earlier. If you want to do game day a different way, visit the Experiences and Upgrades tab in the Fan Zone on the official Jaguars mobile app. You can purchase unique experiences like pregame field passes, press box tours, seat upgrades, and more. Check it out today when you download the official Jaguars mobile app. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. 
This NFL season, the pregame starts at Dunkin' for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Dunkin' is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Dunkin' is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour with your Jaguars Digital Update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. On the injury report today, the only player to not practice was Michael Walker. Leonard Fournette on the injury report for the first time this season. We've talked about what an accomplishment that has been for him that he has not been on since the last week of the season. Another accomplishment is getting DJ Chark to 1,000 receiving yards. He says he doesn't want to do it for him. He wants to do it for his family. At first, you know, it was for me, but now at this point, I think it's really for my family, just seeing how far I've come from uh, last year. And actually, I never had a 1,000 yards um, since I've been playing football. I've never been in a position to get a 1,000 yards, you know. DJ Chark only needs 26 yards to make that happen on Sunday. Stay tuned. Doug Marone Show coming up at 5 o'clock. of Jaguars football. Good! From 57 yards, Josh Lambeau has set the team record for consecutive field goals. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli, the Jags and the Colts. Coming up Sunday, presented by Culligan, Better Water Pure and Simple, the season finale. 425 kick, 425, they've moved the game because the outcome of that game could affect the Raiders or the final wild card spot of the AFC, Mm -hmm. and all those games have to be played at the same time for competitive advantage-disadvantage purposes. And it it has to do with the Titans and the Raiders, correct? Yeah, if the Titans lose and the Steelers lose and the Raiders win, so they'll all be 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. And there's a total eclipse of the sun at the no, same time that's that it's not partly that cloudy. I mean, those are all things that could happen. So if those all <laughs> – right. then it becomes the tiebreaker, but the, the Colts play into the tiebreaker, so whether they're 7-9 or 8-8 eight eight Which matters. is strength of schedule. Strength of schedule, it matters. I got you. For those teams. So um, the Raiders need the Colts to win, the Steelers to lose, and the Titans to lose, and for them and to win. In. And they're in. Hmm. And they had to have like four things last week happen to get to this week, and they had them all happen last week. How about you, 
I was talking about this with someone earlier. They got to be kicking themselves that they lost you the think? game to the Jaguars because they had that game under control. They'd be in control of their own destiny right now. Really just good game management. They'd probably win, mm -hmm. and they'd be in the driver's seat. If it's truly destiny, $10 million do you dollars even, worth of clock management, <laughs> do you even control it? If it's destiny, it's destiny, right? That's a little <laughs> Think deep. Think about that That's pretty deep, JP. That's deep, JP. Let's move on. <laughs> My brain's already I might ready. have to go <laughs> hang out with Joe and think about that <laughs> we, for a little while. Right. Uh, we just heard from Ashlyn there and the, the injury report. No, Leonard Fournette appearing on it for with, the first time. With what? Yeah, what's me, the, let's what's find the out story exactly what the deal is with that. Let me check my email. I got it right here. Because that just by. came out, I think, right? Just popped out. The uh, injury report officially. Uh, Leonard Fournette is on it with a neck issue. Limited Wednesday. Did not practice Thursday. Or what would have been Wednesday, which was actually Tuesday, was limited. Did not practice officially today. Hmm. Spoke with the media today. Mm -hmm. um, so, that that's not a good look. Leonard Fournette. No, I mean, I would think Leonard, you know, would want to try to find a way to, if he can, to play all 16 games, continue to get uh, more rushing yards and to build on his best year as a pro, so... We'll just have to stand back and and watch to see you know how serious a neck injury it is and it, if it'll stop him from playing. Uh, the I don't recall sixteenth game of the year. I don't, do you guys recall? No. At any point in the game last week where he came out, I do not. Mm -mm. I, don't, I don't either. Hmm. Interesting how it pops up, but we'll um, never we'll know. Follow that tomorrow. Maybe he slept obviously. on like slept on it wrong. Maybe bad pillow. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe uh, he needs one of those those uh, travel pillows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wake up sometimes, I have a crick in my neck, and it hurts. <laughs> it's called old age. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, that's a story to follow. Uh, moving ahead here. Defensively, um, last time these two teams played, they the Colts ran Ooh. all over the Jaguars. I think. And it was multiple guys doing it. Marlon yeah. Mack was one of them. A couple guys with over 100. Yep. And the, the, the fourth worst rushing day against the Jaguars in franchise history, in fact. 264 on the ground. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the game the Jaguars only ran the ball eight times. Yes, they had 29 yards rushing in the game, the Jags did. Mm. Eight or nine times they ran oh, the ball. I can't remember exactly what it was. But, yeah, they got dominated up front. Um, Marlon Mack uh, got hurt that game, missed a couple, and he's back, has over 1,000 yards rushing. Just over. Yep. Uh, but only missing two games, he has uh, over 1,000 yards. So he's a good back. I really like him. Um, he's not a, much of a receiver out of the backfield. They don't throw him to, to him very much. Well, I, they, and the, and I think the reason is is justified because the few balls that I've seen thrown his way on film and in live action, he doesn't exactly have great hands. Uh, he would have the nickname probably from Roberto Duran, hands of stone. So not so good. That's why uh, Naeem Himes catches a ton of balls for them. And now returns punts. Hands. Well, very well, as a matter of fact. Only two for touchdowns last yeah. week. He, uh, he's uh, one of the all-time great punt return yardage games in NFL history last week against the Carolina Panthers. He had three punt returns. This is the running back, Naheem Himes, now. He had three returns for a total of 195 yards. One of them, I think, was 71 yards. The other one was like 84, I think, somewhere in that range. Uh, what a tremendous day. By him, and the crazy part is, what the hell took the coaches so long to find a way to get him back there? He's only got seven returns on the year. 
Well, the only reason, punt returner. Yeah, the only reason he's back there, Jeff, is because Chester Rogers got hurt and is on IR. I, that's my point. What are you doing, coaches? Come on. I mean, this well, is he uh, tried, they tried to get him back there last year as a rookie, and he struggled catching punts. And that's I think that, I don't think they had the confidence that he was going to uh, yeah. field, field it, so he was the backup. But I mean, you re- read all the reports out of Indianapolis; he's worked tirelessly uh, since last year and this offseason, even the season, to work on securing the ball and catching it. And when he does, he's a dynamic player. I mean, they got three; they have a good backfield and they have a good offensive line. Um, obviously, Hines we're talking about right now is a punt returner is outstanding. But you look at Marlon Mack behind that big offensive line; they are very successful, and they need to be because Jacoby Brissett's not playing very good. Hines as a receiver out of the backfield, and he obviously is a kind of that smaller third down type of back. In two years, he's a second year player, 104 receptions. That's pretty impressive now for a second year back to have those type of numbers. So, pretty pretty good. And Jacoby Brissett, you're right, he's not been playing very well at all. Ever since he hurt the knee in Pittsburgh. He was playing great up until then, and then since then his numbers have uh, plummeted. Uh, I know you like think he's a franchise guy. Well, I might be rethinking it after what I've seen. The last <laughs> week. Well, they, they think he I, is, I right? thought he no, was. No, 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 no. I thought he had a chance no, no. to be a franchise guy. They did, too. Hey, now, did you, did uh, you read Jim Irsay's commentary? Hmm. Did no, you read it? I did not. Because he was asked, he was actually asked about the possibility of Andrew Luck coming back. And he said that we have to plan to move forward at that position with Jacoby Brissett in the draft. He, he, though, I mean, when you start saying Jacoby Brissett and the draft, okay, well, there uh, okay, then they understand that Jacoby Brissett may not be the guy. And, and just like in the Jaguar situation, if you think you have a guy, then you're making a mistake. If you act like you know you have a guy. You always insinuate that we don't have a guy until it is a done deal, lock, stone cold. We got a guy. If you had to pick the uh, the bigger issue of the Jaguars' run defense this year, the lack of uh, Marcel Darius for the better part of the year, or the lack of Miles Jack when he was out or not playing well. Well, Miles those Jack two. during the five gun stretch, he was Miles there. Jack was the linebacker, yes. so it's not. Or his, his let's let me rephrase that. His it's not the his play in that time frame. Well, I don't think they've been good in the front seven anywhere, okay. especially on the interior. Yeah. I think they've really struggled at, uh, on the interior part of the defensive line. I don't think the linebackers been very play very good with uh, assignment based football. Their eyes aren't very good. They get out of position a lot, and uh, the combination of those two is they've been getting gashed between the tackles. You, you, you add that, and then you have not stellar play by the one, which is Avery, and then you have some poor play by Taven Bryan. I mean, literally, at times it's been poor. Now, like, out of your gap, uh, you know, you put that together, and it's, and it's not good. And, uh, and I know, I think at the beginning of the year, a lot of people wanted to, to beat up Taven Bryan, and, and I, I kept telling everybody, kind of, wait a minute. Let's let the young guy develop a little bit. And this is year two, and we have not seen a step forward out of his level of play, in my opinion. And I think at times he is a total liability in, in the run game. So, Jeff, I mean, is there any scenario where you would be comfortable going into next year with him as your th- starting three technique? No. Would, is there – as you look at this defensive line as it sits right now, um, Josh Allen's a starter. Oh, and he's a stud. I think he needs to be playing more. Yeah, he's not more, a starter right runs. now. But he is, yeah. he's a starting he caliber be, yes, player. Yes, yes, yes. 
Um, Taven Bryant, you said no, not a starting caliber three no. technique. Avery Jones, starting caliber one technique? Uh, no. Uh, I don't see any scenario where Clays is back under this current deal. I don't think he can afford it. But, here, but here's, here's what we would like to see. If he wants to play, because he's starting to get at that point in his career where – Take a pay cut. You know, Clays might just say, you know what, I'm done. I mean, the reality is he's made $100 million in his career. So, I mean, when you get to that point, you, know, you can see ya. You know, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. I want to win. I want to play with a contender maybe. Or maybe, to look, I just, I'm, I'm done and I'm going to walk away. But and Yeah, he might want to go play with the contender and say, I want to play 25 snaps a game and that's it. Yeah, and, or, or in a perfect world, love to have him back sure. at, at half the number and half the amount of snaps. Yeah. Too many snaps. Right. I mean, 20, 25 snaps a game, sub rusher. Yeah. Would love him. So let's take him off. So let's take him off as a starter. So now your other defensive end is right now in Gawkwe. Comfortable in Gawkwe as a starting defensive end? No, I want to have, I want to have. Yon Yannick as my starting Sam on first down. By the way, I agree with you. I think, I think Yon, perfect position for him, which I think he'll excel at is a outside linebacker on first and second down in, in base personnel. And as soon as they go to sub, put him as – Hand as down the, on the ground. Hand on the ground because he's a fabulous pass rusher. He's athletic as all get out. So we would have to so, put right now Smoot so as the strong is side Smoot end. Smoot a starting caliber uh, defensive end? Uh, I think you could get by with him. So he, he's one of those guys you, that we put in that category of you like to improve and get better at. Uh, so but right I, th- now you I have, thought he's had a pretty good year this year. So you have one and a half starters if we give a half to Smoot and you have – yeah. So you have two. I mean, I'll say just say two. Say two. We got two. But that's where you're. In the, and then if you do the same thing at the linebacker, you need a good, mic. You feel good. At, I don't think you have a mic linebacker on the roster. And so now you're looking at your center of your defense. This is why you struggle to stop the run. Is your that's, two interior defense? Where you, that's where you need you need help. I mean, you gotta you gotta address that. Ooh. That's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to do in one year. Uh, I mean, yeah. and, especially when yeah. you're up against a cap like. Now, you, but then also you look at. Are you comfortable add you comfortable with Avery Jones being your uh, rotational guy coming off the bench? I'd be happy with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you okay with Taven Bryant coming in and playing 15 20 snaps as your uh, rotational three technique? Um No, you're not. I'm not. No. <laughs> so you don't think you don't think there's a place on this team for Taven Bryant. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I, but uh, the fourth guy we're we're getting down. He's got a couple years left of this contract here. <laughs> I I have a place for him uh, on this roster, but he's got to get better. Okay, and that's fair. I mean, so you're I, talking about a, a player so. going into his third year. So I, I'm I'm not saying that he can't get better. I mean, because there's times that he has plays. Yeah, I agree with you. That it's, he just kicks he flashes. The crap, he kicks the crap out of people, you he know. Flashes. And, and, and unfortunately, most times when he kicks the the poo out of somebody, well, you already said crap. You can say it again. He doesn't. He doesn't come off and make the play. Right. You know. So c- can we take that next step with him? You know, I I don't know. But here here's the reality. He's got to get better. He's got to get better to be – because right now, and this is – I think this is the truth. Akeem Spence, who you got off of the street, is playing at a higher level than Taven Brown. And would he's you, not – Would, and he's would not you say that? Equal – if it's better, not Is that much. fair? It's fair. I mean, I wouldn't – it would be tough to argue. Okay. But he's not – I mean, he's not big enough body. You need bigger people. Let's come back. We'll um, talk about some other teams in the NFL. How about that? Playoff – Scenarios. Playoffs. What mm-hmm. time of back? year? Week 17. And uh, hey, coming up right around the corner, we're um, 
We're knocking on the door for All Elite Wrestling Dynamite at Daly's Place, New Year's Night, January 1st. And a full schedule coming up in the spring as well. This is the final show until about March or so. Check out the tickets at at dailiesplace.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes and fusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit Dick'sWingsandGrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, hot deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Welcome back, Jaguars. Happy hour. The Jaguars get ready for game day with the powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35-2 headphones. Learn more at Bose.com slash Jaguars. Bose, the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars happy hour. 
coming to a close here in just a few minutes. The uh, Doug Marone Show comes up at the top of the hour. Yes. Head coach Doug Marone will join us in studio. It'll go out over the Jaguars radio network. So, yes. Are we talking other football? I was going to ask Jeff one more question. Do you want to go other? We can do whatever you'd like, Tony. Please. Go for it. Jeff, let's say you're, let's say the draft position doesn't change. All right. You're 6 and 19. You're, uh, you're at 6. That's it. Why are you shaking? Jake? No, it's my fault. I, J- Joe is in my ear. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. That has nothing I'm to do with I miss you. something here? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. At six, <laughs> I'm with you from the sense of I believe you, you have to draft a quarterback almost every year, if not every year, until you have the guy. Until you have I your I think somebody else says, said that a few years ago, and, and somebody kind of laughed at me. No, I, I never laughed at you. <laughs> I agree. Did he, did he laugh at me, I JP? don't remember. I do I, not I, I honestly don't remember, but anyways. And I agree with you. Now, if you have, and even if you have the guy in the back half, I still think you need to uh, sixth, seventh round. Always be looking. But mm-hmm. when you don't have a guy, you have to almost every year draft a guy. Yes. At the sixth overall pick, would you draft a quarterback with all the other holes that we've talked about during this first hour of the show, and the need for big people, the need for interior defensive linemen, a middle linebacker. Possibly an offensive lineman. I think you need two tight ends on this roster, at least one blocking, especially the way that, uh, uh, assuming the reports are true, Doug is coming back the way I know he likes to play football. You need at least uh, one tight end, if not two. Would you draft a quarterback at six? No question. I mean, you can talk about all the holes you want, but I mean, look, the Indianapolis Colts were able to cover up so many different holes because they had a quarterback. I mean, a quarterback fills more holes than just the quarterback position if you get one. And where was Deshaun Watson? In ten, nine or ten, he was picked. nine or ten, right? Or maybe seven and eight. And, and then and Mahomes, then, like ten. They were like they were all like I think they were both ten. They between, weren't like top five. No, between seven and eleven. In because that area. I want to say Trubisky was at like he was three one. Or four. No, they traded up to the one to get him. Mahomes was tenth. Deshaun Watson was twelfth. Twelfth. Okay, so, so ten to twelfth. I mean, look, if I could take one, get one of those types. And then Lamar Jackson obviously was 30, 31st. Mm-hmm. 31st? He was late. Yep. Yeah, 32nd, yeah. whatever it was. It was the second last pick in the first round, yeah. I thought. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any – there's no hesitation on my part. But at six, you have to know you, – you have to have a really you strong – You never know. You have, to, you have to have a strong feeling that this is yeah. the guy. Like, he's, he's a future franchise quarterback. Yeah, you, you – do you ever really know? No, you never know, but you never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you if have you, a strong yes. conviction. This is the guy that can we can play football with for the next ten years. Yes, take him. Yeah, I would agree with you. By the way, we talked take about him. this Monday night, and I said the same thing. If that guy's there, and I haven't done any work on these guys outside of Joe Burrow watching him play, we said Tua. I thought I probably wouldn't take Tua because of the injury history. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't watched. I mean, I've casually yeah, me watched. Me too. I'm with you too. Same thing. You know how much I watch. Yeah, but Tua is a guy too many injuries. I mean, you have the Herbert guy out in uh, Oregon. The people. Have questions about big arm. Easton but he was he, declared he, today. Think, Easton. think about Jacob Easton. Easton from yeah. Washington, their guy that's a big arm. Think about when we were, you, we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Andrew Luck. Okay, when Ryan Grigson drafted him, mm-hmm. first of all, he just – But that was a no-brainer. No, I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? But my point of that is, is that did Ryan Grigson have any good drafts after that? T.Y. Hilton was a great pick. 
Um, he, uh, but he one's very on, good. He missed on a bunch. He missed yeah. a lot. And he neglected the okay. offensive line a bit yes. in those years. Which, but he, hurt him. Which, which my point him. is, he missed on a lot, which, which left a lot of holes with the Colts, which became very apparent when Andrew Luck wasn't playing yeah. for the Colts anymore. So it just goes to show – how many holes did a quarterback, a good franchise quarterback, he fixes, can cover up for he, he you? He covers a lot of sins. Let's go through the playoff picture in the AFC first. The Baltimore Ravens, 13-2. and two. They've uh, pretty much clinched it all. They're awesome. Field advantage. I mean, I, I, they're, they're resting everyone, too. They're my pick. They're my pick to go the whole way to win it all. Uh, the way they're playing football right now, I don't see anybody stopping them. Patriots are right there, though. So this the pa- is familiar territory for them. They're twelve and three. Here's the thing. I I'm with Jeff. I think the Ravens are the best team. I've said that for a number of weeks now. The way they play, they have a good defense. They're playing good football all the way around. I would still sit here today and tell you I'm picking the new. As long as the Patriots win this week and they get the number two seed, which is not a guarantee because if they lose and the Chiefs win, who do they three, have? They have the Dolphins, I believe. Oh, <laughs> Dolphins or Jets? One of the two. Dolphins. Dolphins. So I think I don't think it's an issue. It's in New England. I don't see the Dolphins going up New England to win that game. The Patriots will will have to go into Baltimore. But the one thing I guarantee you, Bill Belichick will have a plan for Lamar Jackson. Seeing him once already, and if you go back to that game in the second and a half, they changed made some adjustments and slowed down Lamar Jackson. That's the team, I'm telling you, with Brady and Belichick playoff football. I'm with I you. I mean, no one gave him a chance to go into Kansas City last year and beat Patrick Mahomes, and I did that game. And I was right there with the bandwagon. It's Mahomes. It's Kansas City. There's no way that the Patriots can keep up. And my goodness, you know what they did? Is they didn't beat them. I know. I right. mean, they were – and so that's the one – And those three teams, though, they're, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. You know, the Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs uh, – that that's going to be some really good football. And be, watch out for the and Bills. Even the Texans with the play of their quarterback. I, I saw mean, them last that's year. That's what makes them so special. But Jeff, I saw them on Saturday. They were not the same I team know. without without Will Fuller. They are. I mean, they're not explosive. I know. I know. But when when Deshaun Watson is playing like he did against the Jaguars, oh. to where he in London. I mean, he I mean, he he was dominant. I'll tell you the team dominant that, that makes some noise in the playoffs. It might shock a couple of people. Is the Buffalo Bills? They play really their good defense, defense. Yeah, but their quarterback they, is crappy. I don't. Think, I, I I disagree with that. Crappy's a little. Strong. I know. Yeah, it's strong, but that's it's, a strong word, right? But there. he's the weak. <laughs> put it this way: the weakest quarterback in the AFC in the playoffs. Pretty strong. Well, weaker than Tannehill if he gets in. Yeah, Tannehill's getting. Uh, Tannehill's getting good, high. man. Tannehill's playing his butt off. Weaker than Derek Carr. I tell you right now, I take him over Derek Carr. Um. As a passer, I take him. I over. know you yeah. don't like Carr, and, and I would take him tough. over. I would take him over Duck Hodges if the Steelers get him too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's pretty pretty simple on that one. In the NFC, <sighs> the Niners, the Packers, or the Saints are all twelve and three. They're in that order right now. Seeding currently: Eagles at eight and seven. The Wild Cards: uh, the Seahawks and the Vikings. Uh, currently, the Cowboys. Well, that's not that. That's not the Seahawks play the. Uh, the Seahawks play the 49ers this week. If the Seahawks beat the 49ers, they go to the number two or three seed, whatever, uh-huh. however the rest sorts out. And the 49ers will go from the two seed all the way to the five seed. That's a, a mm. quick, a big turn. And then you have, the, you have the Cowboys and the Eagles. The Eagles control that. Eagles have to go up to New York. Daniel Jones lit up the Redskins to like five, five, t- five touchdowns. touchdowns. They almost beat 
The Eagle, they almost beat the Eagles with uh, Eli Manning in Philly. Mm-hmm. They got to go to New York. I yeah, think for I, a little uh, bit anyway. People are. I don't think that's that an way. easy game, by the way. And then you have you have the Cowboys going to Washington. It's a, it's gonna be a fun weekend. Week 17 in the NFL, the Jaguars get the Indianapolis Colts here at TIAA Bank Field. We're back in a moment. The Jaguars Radio Network coverage of the Doug Marone Show after this. Thanks for listening and watching Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.